and welcome to the No Dusty Bibles podcast, where we delve into just two chapters of scripture a day at a sustainable, rewarding pace. I'm your host, Heather, and I'm an author, speaker, and Bible teacher, and I'm joined by my co-host, Hannah, who is the director of all the things here at the Rescued Letters Collective. Hey, everyone. We're here to guide you through your daily Bible reading, bringing insights, encouragement, and a sense of fellowship right to your ears. If you would like to receive weekly emails for Bible reading, sign up at therescuedletters.com slash no-dusty-bibles or click the link in the show notes below. Whether you're starting your day, taking a break, or winding down, join us as we explore God's Word together. Let's dive into today's scripture and find the hope and wisdom waiting for us there. Hey everyone, and happy Thursday to you. It's Heather here. Um, We are moving our way through the book of Mark together, and I think you'll agree with me that it is fast-paced and it moves so quickly, so I hope you're enjoying it. We'll be done with it before you even know. Um, But today, we are in Mark 5 and 6, um, and I just want to encourage you wherever you are in this day, just to, to pause and give a little moment of gratitude for Um, something in your life that you are thankful for. Gratitude changes the way we think. It changes the way we perceive the world. Um, So just take a moment and say, God, thank you for this. Thank you for this day. Thank you for this day that you've made. Thank you for um, the the food that you've provided on my dinner table tonight. Thank you for friendships that I have. Thank you for family. Thank you for um, a a job that I may have. Thank you for whatever it is that's filling your heart. Um, Would you turn your eyes towards God this morning and just say, thank you. Thank you for your blessings that you give me today. Okay, Uh, let us dive into Mark 5 and 6. They came to the other side of the sea into the country of the Gadarenes. When he had come out of the boat, immediately a man with an unclean spirit met him out of the tombs. He lived in the tombs. Nobody could bind him anymore, not even with chains, because he had often been bound with fetters and chains, and the chains had been torn apart by him, and the fetters broken in pieces. Nobody had the strength to tame him. Always, night and day, in the tombs and in the mountains, he was crying out and cutting himself with stones. When he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and bowed down to him, and crying out with a loud voice, he said, What have I to do with you, Jesus, the Son of the Most High God? I adjure you by God, don't torment me. For he said to him, Come out of the man, you unclean spirit. And he asked him, What is your name? He said to him, My name is Legion, for we are many. He begged him much that he would not send them away out of the country. Now on the mountainside there was a great herd of pigs feeding, All the demons begged him, saying, Send us to the pigs, that we may enter into them. At once Jesus gave them permission. The unclean spirits came out and entered into the pigs. The herd of about 2,000 rushed down the steep bank into the sea, and they were drowned in the sea. Those who fed the pigs fled and told it in the city and in the country. The people came to see what it was that had happened. They came to Jesus and saw him who had been possessed by demons sitting clothed and in his right mind, even him who had the legion, and they were afraid. 
those who saw it declared to them what happened to him who was possessed by demons and about the pigs. They began to beg him to depart from their region. As he was entering into the boat, he who had been possessed by demons begged him that he might be with him. He didn't allow him, but said to him, Go to your house, to your friends, and tell them what great things the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. He went his way and began to proclaim in Decapolis how Jesus had done great things for him, and everyone marveled. When Jesus had crossed back over in the boat to the other side, a great multitude was gathered to him, and he was by the sea. Behold, one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name, came, and seeing him, he fell at his feet and begged him much, saying, My little daughter is at the point of death. Please come and lay your hands on her, that she may be made healthy and live. He went with him, and a great multitude followed him, and they pressed upon him on all sides. A certain woman, who had a discharge of blood for twelve years, and had suffered many things by many physicians, and had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse, having heard the things concerning Jesus, came up behind him in the crowd and touched his clothes. For she said, If I just touch his clothes, I will be made well. Immediately, the flow of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of her affliction. Immediately, Jesus, perceiving in himself that the power had gone out from him, turned around in the crowd and asked, Who touched my clothes? His disciples said to him, You see the multitude pressing against you, and you say, Who touched me? He looked around to see her who had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had been done to her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. He said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be cured of your disease. While he was still speaking, people came from the synagogue ruler's house saying, Your daughter is dead. Why bother the teacher anymore? But Jesus When he heard the message spoken, immediately said to the ruler of the synagogue, Don't be afraid. Only believe. He allowed no one to follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. He came to the synagogue ruler's house, and he saw an uproar, weeping, and great wailing. When he had entered in, he said to them, Why do you make an uproar and weep? The child is not dead, but is asleep. They ridiculed him, but he, having put them all out, took the father of the child, her mother, and those who were with him, and went in where the child was lying. Taking the child by the hand, he said to her, Talitha kumi, which means, being interpreted, girl, I tell you, get up. Immediately, the girl rose up and walked, for she was twelve years old. They were amazed, with great amazement. He strictly ordered them that no one should know this and commanded that something should be given to her to eat. Chapter 6 He went out from there. He came into his own country, and his disciples followed him. When the Sabbath had come, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many hearing him were astonished, saying, Where did this man get these things? And what is the wisdom that is given to this man that such mighty works come about by his hands? 
Isn't this the carpenter, the son of Mary and brother of James, Joseph, Judah, and Simon? Aren't his sisters here with us? So they were offended at him. Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his own country and among his own relatives and in his own house. He could do no mighty work there except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. He marveled because of their unbelief. He went around the villages teaching. He called to himself the twelve and began to send them out two by two, and he gave them authority over the unclean spirits. He commanded them that they should take nothing for their journey except a staff only, no bread, no wallet, no money in their purse, but to wear sandals and not put on two tunics. He said to them, Wherever you enter into a house, stay there until you depart from there. Whoever will not receive you nor hear you as you depart from there, shake off the dust that is under your feet for a testimony against them. Assuredly, I tell you, it will be more tolerable for Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city. They went out and preached that many should repent. They cast out many demons and anointed many with oil who were sick and healed them. King Herod heard this, for his name had become known, and he said, John the baptizer has risen from the dead, and therefore these powers are at work in him. But others said, He is Elijah. Others said, He is a prophet, or like one of the prophets. But Herod, when he heard this, said, This is John, whom I beheaded. He has risen from the dead. For Herod himself had sent out and arrested John and bound him in prison for the sake of Herodias, his brother Philip's wife, for he had married her. For John had said to Herod, It is not lawful for you to have your brother's wife. Herodias set herself against him and desired to kill him, but she couldn't. For Herod feared John, knowing that he was a righteous and holy man, and kept him safe. When he heard him, he did many things, and he heard him gladly. Then a covenant day came when Herod on his birthday made a supper for his nobles, the high officers, and the chief men of Galilee. When the daughter of Herodias herself came in and danced, she pleased Herod and those sitting with him. The king said to the young lady, Ask me whatever you want, and I will give it to you. He swore to her, Whatever you ask of me, I will give you, up to half of my kingdom. She went out and said to her mother, What shall I ask? She said, The head of John the baptizer. She came in immediately with haste to the king and requested, I want you to give me right now the head of John the baptizer on a platter. The king was exceedingly sorry, but for the sake of his oaths and of his dinner guests, he didn't wish to refuse her. Immediately the king sent out a soldier of his guard and commanded to bring John's head, and he went and beheaded him in the prison and brought his head on a platter and gave it to the young lady, and the young lady gave it to her mother. When his disciples heard this, they came and took up his corpse and laid it in a tomb. The apostles gathered themselves together to Jesus, and they told him all things, whatever they had done and whatever they had taught. And he said to them, Come away into a deserted place and rest a while. For there were many coming and going, and they had no leisure so much as to eat. They went away in the boat to a deserted place by themselves. 
They saw them going, and many recognized him and ran there on foot from all the cities. They arrived before them and came together to him. Jesus came out, saw a great multitude, and he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. When it was late in the day, his disciples came to him and said, This place is deserted, and it is late in the day. Send them away, that they may go into the surrounding country and the villages and buy themselves bread, for they have nothing to eat. But he answered them, You give them something to eat. They asked him, Shall we go and buy two hundred denarii worth of bread and give them something to eat? He said to them, How many loaves do you have? Go see. When they knew, they said five and two fish. He commanded them that everyone should sit down in groups on the green grass. They sat down in ranks by hundreds and by fifties. He took the five loaves and the two fish, and looking up to heaven, he blessed and broke the loaves, and he gave to his disciples to set before them, and he divided the two fish among them all. They all ate and were filled. They took up twelve baskets full of broken pieces and also of the fish. Those who ate the loaves were five thousand men. Immediately he made his disciples get into the boat and go ahead to the other side, to Bethsaida, while he himself sent the multitude away. After he had taken leave of them, he went up to the mountain to pray. When evening had come, the boat was in the middle of the sea, and he was alone on the land. Seeing them distressed and rowing, for the wind was contrary to them, about the fourth watch of the night he came to them, walking on the sea, and he would have passed by them. But they, when they saw him walking on the sea, supposed that it was a ghost, and cried out, for they all saw him and were troubled. But he immediately spoke with them and said to them, Cheer up, it is I, don't be afraid. He got into the boat with them, and the wind ceased, and they were very amazed among themselves and marveled, for they hadn't understood about the loaves, but their hearts were hardened. When they had crossed over, they came to land at Gennesaret and moored to the shore. When they had come out of the boat, immediately the people recognized him and ran around that whole region and began to bring those who were sick on their mats to where they heard he was. Wherever he entered, into villages or into cities or into the country, they laid the sick in the marketplaces and begged him that they might just touch the fringe of his garment, and as many as touched him were made well. Thank you for spending part of your day with us here at the No Dusty Bibles podcast. We hope today's reading has encouraged you and brought you closer to understanding the heart of God. Don't forget to join us for the next reading. And if you're looking for more resources or want to connect with our community, visit us at therescuedletters.com and find us on social media at Rescued Letters. The No Dusty Bibles podcast is produced by the Rescued Letters Collective, a united front of women's ministry endeavors with a shared vision to help women everywhere cultivate a richer faith. Our mission is simple, but transformative. Make the Bible not just available, but wholly accessible and deeply meaningful for every woman who seeks its wisdom. If this podcast encouraged you today, we would love for you to leave a rating and review and also share it with a friend. Until next time, I'm Heather. And I'm Hannah. Reminding you that every page turned in the Bible is a step closer to God. We're rooting for you.